so glad you are with us. And we'll go straight into our, our lesson today. And the Lord gave me this thought, the big burnout. <laughs> the big burnout. I said, Lord, when I was putting this, this message together, what, what title do I put on this? And this came to my crazy mind, I guess. I don't know. The big burnout. Let's go to Matthew 3. 11 through 12, and we'll read it together. I can't get away from the fire. Somehow I just can't get away from the fire. Hallelujah. In Matthew, the third chapter, verses 11 and 12. John the Baptist is, is speaking here. Let's go, let's go up to verse 8. Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now, the axe, <laughs> Pastor Thad is talking about being a battle axe. Hallelujah. The axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the where? Fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, John the Baptist says. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Hallelujah. Why was it written that way? Why did the writer or the Holy Spirit inspire the writer here in Matthew to, to use those particular words. It was an expression that the people on that, of that day could understand. Today, through teaching, I'm going to give you explanation to this verse of Scripture, okay? Hallelujah. But then we need some more references. Malachi, we've used these already in the past few weeks. We're going to use them again. Malachi, fourth chapter, one through three. For behold... The day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet." On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now Malachi prophesied that there was a day coming that shall burn them up. Who? The enemies of our souls. Even the devil and all sin shall be burned up. Sin fulfilled, that, Jesus, excuse me, fulfilled that word of the Lord in every area of sin. The shaft is the evil part of the world. And let's go to Genesis 15, 17. Another reference to keep our thought together with what we've been teaching for the last few weeks. Genesis 15, chapter 17, verse. And it came to pass, when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. Unquote. When you read the whole chapter of Genesis 15, you will see that it was God walking through Abraham's sacrifice. Hebrews tells us that our God is a what? 
a consuming fire. Hallelujah. Now, what is the big burnout? Now, this morning, I got to thinking about burnout. And I said, Lord, why did you give me burnout? Because it says burn up in Matthew. Why burn out? Burnout in the Webster's Dictionary means the point at which missile, a missile, you know, that flies through the air, missile, missile fuel is completely burned up and the missile enters its free flight phase. All the fuel is burned up and it gets to a certain point when it's burned up, it goes and it's free, it's, it is projected out into space. Free, free, free. <laughs> it also means now, there's other meanings of that word burnout, damage caused by overheating. And then today is a word used for a state of emotional exhaustion caused by the stresses of one's work or responsibilities. That's what we use the word burnout today mostly for. But I want to use the thought from the first meaning, which was the fuel burning and setting the missile free. The message today is that Jesus came to set the seed free from the shaft. Jesus came to set the seed free from the shaft. C-H-A-F-F, shaft. John the Baptist said, when Jesus comes, he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Burnout has to do with the shaft. That's what we're going to talk about, the shaft. What is shaft? It is the husk of grains and grasses separated from the seed and threshing. Number two, it also means something, something worthless. All shaft is considered trash or garbage for human consumption. The separation of seed from the shaft or husk is called threshing. Threshing crushes open the grain and removes the shaft so the seed could be exposed for removal. In those days, it was done with a fan, fanning type of instrument. Have you ever seen them, you know, fan it, throw the seed up, the grain up? Okay. That, that picked up the grain and threw it into the air, and then the seed was then gathered. It, it would separate. The seed was then gathered and... Picked up in the air and threw it in the air. The seed was then gathered and the shaft was burned. It was blown away by the air. Then they would gather the shaft and they would burn it and then they would gather the seed for consumption or for planting. I have a little side thought here. I read on the internet that you can remove the husk of the off the garlic clove by putting them in a glass jar and shaking it hard, and the husk will come off. I said, oh. Have you ever had a hard time getting the husk off the garlic clove? You pound it, sometimes you hit it, and you still have to go through it. Well, get you a jar, save you a jar that you've used already with a good lid. It could be a big jar, it could be a little narrow jar. Put your cloves in, and shake, 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 shake. You don't have to shake too long, and you look in there, and the husk are over here, and the seed and the cloves over there, and all you do is pour it out on the counter and just whoop, throw away the, the shaft and keep the seed, right? I did it, and it worked perfectly, and I've been doing it ever since. That way my hands don't smell like garlic as much, and I'm pounding it and going through it. 
This is the same concept, what we're talking about here. Spiritually, the separation of the shaft from the seed is a type of purification from sin. Threshing is like preaching the word, and it shows us our weaknesses and sins and lets us know we need a Savior. The word and the spirit together working in unison brings forth repentance and then burns out the shaft of sin. To the believer, in Jesus, preaching or threshing brings forth chastisement or discipline of the Lord, which removes the shaft of sin that, keeps, that is keeping your seed from growing. So all of us need a threshing every day. We call it, there's another word called thrashing. I said, is that the same word, Lord? No, I looked it up. It's not the same word. I thought maybe that was a southern way of saying it. You know, we say thrashing. We're going to give you a thrashing. But it's another word. Thrashing means to beat. But it's a similar concept, okay? But the Word of God does that threshing with us. It works in us. It pounds us. It removes things. It cleans us up. Hallelujah. Jesus came as the living Word of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit, to carry out a particular purpose for mankind. That purpose was to separate the seed from the shaft. As long as your seed is covered with the shaft of this world, your seed will not produce faith nor fruit. If you are having problems with this world, this world system, and your faith has weakened, then you need a burnout or a separation. You need the fire of the Holy Ghost to purify the world out of you. And only the fire of the Holy Ghost can do it. Unquenchable fire refers to its unending, smoldering trash or the inescapable nature of God's judgment of evil. It was called Sheol in the Hebrew and Hades in Greek. It was a place where all dead persons reside, either physically or spiritually. The shaft represents our sin. Jesus took our sin and paid the price for it with his death and his, and his going to hell for us. Sin had to be punished by hell. He took the burning for us. Do you understand that? He took the burning for us. He took our sin and gave us the seed, his righteousness. Hallelujah. The shaft and the seed have been separated. One is good to be eaten or re-sowed. The other is good for nothing and thrown out into the fire. This separation is what God intended all along. Through our faith in Jesus Christ, God separated us from the world of sin. You know the story when Moses and God were talking on the mount? Moses declared a separation in Exodus 33:16. You read it, but you don't remember where it is because I'm sure you read it and didn't really understand it all. We're hoping I'll put all this together and you're going to get an understanding. He declared a separation in Exodus 33:16 from the rest of the people upon the face of the earth. Exodus 33:16 says, "For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth." You know the Jewish people are separate from all the other people of the face of the earth. And, that, and we are a symbol of Zion as a Christian, the church is. And we are to be separated from all the other people of the earth. 
Why the separation? Because the holy God was with them. He dwelt with them. Today, God can only live in a holy people, a holy people separated by the blood of Jesus and faith in the cross. The Old Testament, God was with them. In the New Testament dispensation of grace, God is in us. He is in us. Paul told us to be separated from the world. God cannot dwell amongst the sin and sinful people. That is why Israel had to drive out the inhabitants of Canaan so they would not contaminate themselves with the gods of the heathen. The same with us today. In Exodus 34, 24, the Lord reminds Moses that because they are separated and they keep the three feast days, no other man would covet and desire their land. If you keep yourself separated from the world, no man can take control of you. He can't take your land. He can't take what belongs to you. Can't do it. For no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. How do you stay free from the world? You stay free by separating yourself by going to church on a regular basis. The world watches you, and so does the Lord. Going to church separates you. The church becomes your new hangout. You had a place you would meet with all your worldly friends, and every group has their hangout. But what happens when you become a born-again Christian? You, be, you get a new hangout. You have a new place you gather with your friends or the people of God, and it's called the church or the gathering place. You don't have to separate from them. They will stay away from you. When you start going to church and let the church be your hangout. Does the world around you know that you have experienced the big burnout or the big separation? Does your family know? Are you living by faith or are you conforming to this world? Romans 12 told us to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. This transformation comes by the word of God through reading it, hearing it, through preaching, and living it. I trust you have allowed the word of, and spirit of God to clean away the shaft in your life. And only the seed of Jesus is prevalent. It is so simple, many miss it. Just tell the Lord, I'm a sinner and I need a burnout. Make a decision to turn from sin and the old life. Then ask Jesus to come in and clean the shaft of sin off of you. Believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins on the cross. And believe that God raised him from the dead. Lastly, ask him to come into your heart and burn out your past sins, failures, and guilt. And say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. The Bible says if you believed what you just said and meant it, you shall be saved or delivered from your sins. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you understand how simple it is, but how powerful it is? We don't even realize the power of the confession. We don't realize the power that happens to us, the burnout that happens within us. 
If you prayed that prayer today with me, or if you said it with me, or are you going to pray it after? You have just received the big burnout. Hallelujah. I encourage you, encourage you to find a Bible-preaching, Holy Spirit-filled church. Begin to read your Bible and pray. And the seed which was freed from the shaft of sin will begin to grow and you will become a fruitful tree. Amen. Hallelujah. Just a simple message, but yet so powerful. Hallelujah. That God used John the Baptist. He was a powerful preacher of his day. So powerful that they came out from the wilderness, came out from the cities, they came out from everywhere to hear him. And then he announced that a greater one than he is coming forth. And then he baptized Jesus. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. And he went forth and he preached the word mightily with signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And with authority. That Jesus, you can know today, that Jesus wants to take away your sin. That Jesus is a powerful Lord. He can do great and mighty things. He can change you to the person he has created you to be. Many of you are down and out. Many of you don't know which way to go. You say, Lord, I, I have messed up myself. I don't know which way to go. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. He's always the answer. Call upon him, and he will lead you, and he will guide you, and he will change your life. Find you a good church. We are one of the best abundant living ministries here in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Come and learn about Jesus. Come and learn what the Lord can do for you here at Abundant Living Ministries if you are in South Florida. And if you're not in our area, find you. Ask the Lord to show you the church you are to go to. And your life will be changed. You will make new friends. Your life will, become, will mean something from now on and throughout eternity because Jesus is the Lord of your life. Praise the Lord.